Monday. It's May 25th. And the word of the day is Porankusama, which is a traditional unit of measurement in Finland that means the distance a reindeer can travel between urination stops. Huh. Used in a sentence, take a left and then keep going for about two and a half Porankusamas. If Rudolph pisses in the car a third time, you've gone too far. <laughs> Now, but what's the term for how far a fin can go without pissing on a reindeer? That's the real question. <laughs> anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 17, we'll parrot lefty talking points while disingenuously presenting ourselves as centrists, apparently. <laughs> Bill Belichick is relieved to hear about a Patriot Act spying scandal that doesn't involve him. We'll try to cope with the whole less progressive than Ireland realization. And Josh Duggar makes us hope there's an exception to Rule 34. Oh, yeah, no shit. But first, the Roundup. In a display of elegant simplicity, Ireland waited for enough old, bigoted people to die and then held a popular referendum on legalizing gay marriage. Good plan. Which overwhelmingly passed last week. Here, here. Indeed. This makes them the first country in the world to grant marriage rights to same-sex couples by voting that it's clearly the right thing to do. That's never happened before. Certainly won't be the last, and that'll do it for good news this week. (laughs) At least 80 people are dead after a massive landslide in the town of Salgar in Colombia, but that's really far away and they don't speak English, so apparently that doesn't count or matter. Moving over to arts news. The surprise winner of that grand prize nobody can pronounce at the big French film festival nobody can pronounce was Deepan by Jacques Audiard. I bet somebody writes us to tell you you mispronounced the title. <laughs> Moving right back out Deepon, of arts no- news, North Korea suddenly and unexpectedly canceled an invitation to UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon, who, for his part, did them the favor of pretending to be disappointed. <laughs> Damn, I was really looking forward to <laughs> In justification for the estate tax news. Dependently wealthy, awful jackass Corey Knowlton spent $350,000 at an auction so he could personally murder an endangered black rhino in Namibia, which he plans to have stuffed and framed so he can carry it around to a bunch of schools and teach kids about conservation. Seriously, conservation. That's the plan. Wow. And speaking of subhumans, archaeologists have uncovered stone tools near Lake Turkana in Kenya that are believed to be 3.3 million years old, or about 700,000 years older than the previously oldest known examples. More importantly, this find suggests that toolmaking may have predated the Homo genus, increasing the likelihood that those fucking monkeys are going to be armed when they come for us. (laughs) In football news, the real one, Qatar may be losing their status as the host country for the 2022 World Cup after a report on the country's labor conditions from Amnesty International suggested very little improvement in the Human Rights Violation Department. Specifically, FIFA traditionally frowns upon building soccer stadiums using slaves that you purchase directly from the government of North Korea. That's Those one of their least favorite things. Crudes. The five-day ceasefire in Yemen ended with a bang on Monday, followed by more bangs, some booms, and other various onomatopoeia that make talking about people being amputated with shrapnel sound less gruesome. Turning to domestic news, Bernie Sanders proposed a tax on speculative zero-sum financial transactions that add zero value to the economy and sometimes contribute to drastic economic downturns. Commie. This would mean that Wall Street investment banks would make slightly less money and simultaneously 
every single American student could afford to pay for college if that's where they yeah, wanted to go. It so, would be free. Unelectable. Clearly. Nine were killed and another 18 wounded in a rapid outburst of Darwinian selection when rival biker gangs got together for a good old-fashioned shootout in Waco, Texas. <laughs> Residents, while mortified by the scale of the crime, are happy to be associated with anything other than that Koresh motherfucker for a few minutes. <laughs> this is slightly better. Speaking of redneck criminals, disgraced former minister and convicted fraudster turned doomsday profiteer Jim Baker will happily sell you a year's worth of shitty canned food for $1,100 as preparation for the impending ISIS takeover and end times. Well, that's nice of him. Isn't it? Unfortunately, that food is probably just going to end up feeding Islamic militants, which is why you should be buying from our site called BaconBunker.com. <laughs> Muslim repellent apocalypse meats. Check it Sounds out. Sounds delicious. And while we're on the subject of subversive Muslim militants, President Obama signed an executive order banning the practice of bequeathing certain types of military gear to American police departments. Items that will no longer be distributed include tracked vehicles, grenade launchers, weaponized aircraft, bayonets, and firearms and ammunition of 50 caliber or higher. That's happening? So from now on, rural police departments will just have to make do with all the tanks and bayonets they already got from the military. What are they doing with Gun swords. Right? Bayonets? Seriously? <laughs> Speaking of an unhealthy obsession with lethal weapons, the NRA made sure that convicted stalkers and domestic abusers can continue to purchase guns and bullets in Louisiana. Oh, good. And they helped block legislation in the state that would have taken the right to own a death machine away from this core demographic for the NRA, who were found guilty of dangerous crimes beyond a shadow of a doubt by a jury of yeah. their peers in the state. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet the NRA is pro-gun sword. I don't, I don't know what their <laughs> official stance is. That, yeah, I would think so. And finally, five of the world's biggest banks were fined $5.7 billion by the Department of Justice for colluding to manipulate the Forex. The $5.7 billion represents one of the largest fines ever levied against U.S. banks, but only amounts to approximately 5.7% of the profits that the banks were believed <laughs> to have netted from these misdeeds. So fucking hello. And despite the Clearly felonious nature of these crimes, apparently no actual felons were involved in it, as no, no criminal charges have been filed or are expected. Yeah. Great job, guys. How unusual. We Smart have more crime. on this week's top headlines coming up, but between now and then, we're going to spend a few minutes saying mean shit about the people who give us bad reviews on iTunes. Ever since iTunes deemed us no longer new or no longer noteworthy last month, our influx of new listeners has slowed considerably, and those of you who take the time to leave us reviews on iTunes have become that much more important. So we wanted to take a second right up front in the show to remind those people that rate us on iTunes that we're much more impressed by your genitals than we are by the still impressive genitals of the listeners who don't leave us iTunes reviews. Yes, what incredible... Peenies and vagini you have. Exactly. They are adorable. <laughs> and of course, we also want to thank the people who keep us honest by writing in when we get something wrong on the show. Like Joe, who pointed out on Facebook that we mischaracterized the Tsarnaev sentence when we said that Massachusetts had made an exception to their death penalty law, since it was a federal case and Massachusetts had no say... Either way. Good call, Which Joe. Are bad. And we'd be remiss if we didn't also thank all the people who write in with ideas about different stories and topics we could cover or with ideas on how we can improve the show. And even though we don't always follow the advice, we always appreciate hearing it. But that's not to say all the feedback we get is positive or constructive or even legible. No. So we've decided to take a few minutes to respond to a few of the 
less complimentary responses the show has got. And uh, to do so, we'll once again be calling upon Noah's fluency in butthurt ideologue. Noah, are you ready to translate? As ever. All right, we'll start with a one-star review on iTunes. Frank F336 titles his review, Lacking Some Intellectual Honesty. I think you're an asshole, Frank. How intellectually honest was that? (laughs) Okay, you're supposed to be translating. Oh, right, right. No, sorry. Translation. I expected this show to be different and feel that my misplaced expectations are somehow the fault of the producers. (laughs) Much better. So Frank starts off, quote, I detest the political class, and I honestly thought this would be the podcast for me. Translation. I am bitter and filled with hate. We haven't had a decent president in 15 years, and I was intrigued by the idea of a podcast lashing out across the board. Translation. I am angered by nuance. Unfortunately, these guys try to identify themselves as semi-objective critics, but they are hardly close to it. Translation. I feel smarter when I add unnecessary modifiers that actually work against the point I'm trying to make. (laughs) They self-gloss as far-centrist. That, along with the rat symbol, obviously contrasted with the Democrat-Republican symbols, strongly implies an independent perspective somewhat free from bias. Translation. I'm under the impression that independent thought means conforming to my expectations of what people should think. However, after listening, you realize quickly that the comments about the right go to who they are and they resonate, which I like. The corresponding criticism of the left is light and airy at best. Translation. If you only pick on the people who are actively denying demonstrable scientific consensus, you're being partisan. Further translation, I'm a Met fan lying about being a Yankee fan on the radio, so it sounds more credible when I blaspheme about Derek Jeter being overrated. (laughs) Continuing the review. These guys are lefties who are trying to come across as cool and objective out hyphen of no hyphen the hyphen box centrists. Out of the box centrists. Translation, I'm renting this keyboard and they charge me by the hyphen. (laughs) They have an overly snarky script that comes across as a little too clever by half. Translation, I like my podcasts at least 33% less (laughs) clever than this one. Guys, slow down. And get over yourselves. Translation. Take your time or I won't be able to finish with my rage boner. (laughs) But worse than the self-indulgent cleverness is how the packaging of the show belies the inability to sharply criticize across the spectrum. Translation. Even though it's statistically impossible for both sides to be equally wrong or wrong about an equal number of things, that is my metric for intellectual honesty. Yeah. Yeah, just a quick tip for you, Frank. When you write a negative iTunes review using phrases like self-indulgent cleverness, it belies your understanding of what hypocritical self-indulgent cleverness means. (laughs) I don't think that word means what you think it means. Translation. Go fuck a monkey, Frank. (laughs) You're not supposed to translate me, though, but that was decent. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Our next one-star review comes to us from Zach137, who titles his review, Morons, and then presents it in Mad Lib form. Really? So, starts out, is bracketed controversial issue, question mark, yes or no? Translation, I have radically overestimated my ability to write things in Mad Lib. <laughs> no way that that can possibly make fucking sense, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Because these experts said so. Experts of their choosing, in parentheses. Translation, how dare they fail to use a random expert generator? <laughs> Bracketed, insert crude joke. Translation, I believe that there's such a thing as too many puppy rape jokes and therefore should not be trusted. 
Yeah, these guys really delve deep into the issues. Translation, deeper, deeper. (laughs) So, first of all, as near as I can remember, we've never cited a single expert to make a point. We've appealed to a consensus among all the experts. I think so, yeah. But even if we did do that, citing an expert is a step up from the common practice in the news media, so it's pretty good. Right, right? and also, how could you possibly not choose the expert that you were going to cite? (laughs) But There's no other choice. But also, more importantly, this is a 30-minute show, and we cover something like 20 news items. That leaves an average of something like a minute and a half per news item, and that's before you add all the crude jokes. Right, so. which was the only part of the Mad Lib he got right. That is <laughs> in our form. Fair enough. Point being, we're obviously not trying to do a very deep dive into the issues right now in the show. If we don't stick it deep in enough for you, find somebody else, whatever. Yeah. But don't vandalize our iTunes reviews because you wanted to listen to a different show or get it deeper or whatever. Right. Tell them, Steve, Dave. (laughs) But since Zach is such a big fan of Mad Libs, I'd like to close this segment with a Mad Lib. Okay. No, are you ready for one more? I think so. All right. Verb. Fuck. Person. Zach. Direction. Up. Definite article. The. Orifice. Ass. Preposition. With. Indefinite article? Uh. Adjective? Rabid. Noun? Porcupine. We'll leave it to Zach to figure out the order. Good luck, man. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions. Noah, America's team is clearly not the Dallas Cowboys. That's ridiculous. I'm tired of hearing that. All right, so who's your pick to switch in? Any major sport? Uh, The Valdosta State Lady Blazers women's field hockey team. (laughs) Obviously. Go Blazers. So before we get to our first headline, let's check in with Twitter and the all-important work they do. Trending this week was hashtag add a word, ruin a movie. Would you like to play or pass? I got this. How about Ferris Bueller's Day beating off? He just stays (laughs) at home in this. It's a much more realistic sick day based on my experience with (laughs) sick days. All right. What about still birth of a nation? Although it's not clear if it would make it worse. No, yeah, just a more accurate title that you've created there. (laughs) And this week's Random Stranger winner was at Terry Etta, who had Schindler's to-do list. So well played at Terry Etta. You know, that answers good questions, though, because the whole time I'm watching that movie, I'm thinking, man, his gutters are going to be, like, completely neglected by the end of this war. (laughs) It's going to take forever to clear that shit out at that point. (laughs) In our lead story tonight, from the Patriot Actin' a Fool file. With a June 1st expiration date looming, the clock seems to be running out on several forms of expanded government power, including the NSA's enormous, yet pretty much ineffective, domestic espionage program, which they refer to as bulk metadata collection. The justification for the spying on millions of American citizens lies within Section 215 of the Patriot Act. And if Congress is unable to pass a bill to reauthorize the law, or pass a new amended version of the law... The NSA will have to continue the practice illegally starting next month. I think more illegally would be a better way of phrasing it. But yeah, they'll have to go back to pretending they're not doing this shit again, which is exhausting for those poor folks. (laughs) So in an effort to rein in the clear abuse of power that's potentially there, the House of Representatives overwhelmingly passed the USA Freedom Act earlier this month. This new version would require the NSA to obtain a warrant before they spy on people. Kind of like it says in the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, right. And even though they have a special court just for this, so that law enforcement can get warrants from a 24-hour drive-through stand, the Senate rejected the bill this week, as many members wanted to give the existing Patriot Act five more years as it is. 
because it's perfect. Apparently, yeah. You know, what does it say about American politics that the only thing that might be able to defeat the Patriot Act is the Freedom Act? <laughs> I'm sorry, the USA Freedom Act. How Stephen Colbert could you get? So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of you know I'm glad they're having this fight, and maybe the gridlock is going to work to our advantage for a change. But it's kind of sad that the argument is basically shaping up as should we continue to ignore constitutional protections a little bit? Or a lot. Or a little bit more, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so if no agreement gets reached by June 1st, the NSA would be required to shut down the operation, which they absolutely will not be doing no. either way, mm. despite the fact that the program, again, has led to zero examples in which the information gathered prevented an imminent threat. Not effective. But they might not even need to lie about it because there's actually a stipulation that gives them continued authorization to keep spying however they want for all cases that were open before the deadline. In unrelated news, the NSA just opened a case on all the people. I bet they did. Yes, exactly. And in atoning for your Cincinnati news tonight, in what's believed to be the largest statewide effort to date to make Chicago-style pizza seem appetizing, the state of <laughs> Illinois is poised to legalize the munchies with House Bill 218. Still not going to work. Which would decriminalize possession of up to an exceedingly random 15 grams of marijuana. Doesn't work for Georgia. <laughs> Maybe they can use all the money they save on enforcement to hire some talented baseball players for the Cubs for the first time in 107 years. Man, that's just <laughs> first thought. Possible. Should also free think. up some officers to hunt down and kill Steve Bartman wherever he went. Wow. The bill was approved in the Senate and now awaits only the governor's signature under the new law. Possession of small amounts would be treated as a civil offense and will be punishable by a fine of up to $125. Okay, I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but mm. it's not really decriminalized if... Police officers can still fine you $125 for it. it. Right. I mean, if they had lowered Rosa Parks' crime to a civil offense with a fine, that's still racist and stupid and awful. Exactly. So. And the and the way that this law has been enforced in the past has been racist. So the way this new law will be passed is racist. And, 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 and while I agree that this is a sensible step in the right direction, it effectively makes it legal to own weed as long as you don't get it from anywhere. <laughs> What the hell is that? They're approving the demand, but not the supply. In other words, the state is maintaining the system that lets all the money go to gangs and dirty hippies without Uncle Sam getting his cut. Keeping that. Despite the confirmed existence of Colorado and Washington, as well as the universally agreed upon desperate need to chill those motherfuckers in Chicago out before they kill anybody else. With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live in Springfield with more. Lucinda, how are the people in Illinois taking the news? Um, I'm sorry, Heath, what was I saying? You weren't saying anything yet. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Positive, yes. Nothing uh, has been said yet. Oh, uh, okay. Well, back to you then, Heath. We haven't done the interview yet, Lucinda, so uh, we'll start it now. Oh, then that's what I was saying, dude, the interview. So, how are the people in Illinois taking the news about a potential shift in marijuana laws. Not well, Heath. Really? Because the polls show widespread support throughout the state. Oh, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's something else. But they're all, they're like looking at me like they know something. Well, have you actually asked anyone there what they think? Have you ever noticed how the little walk, don't walk guy is power walking? I never noticed that before. Kind of Don't see how that's germane to the discussion of the... Everybody power. should have to hold their hands up like that when they cross the, the street. Dude, that would make, like, sitting at a red light way less boring. Are you extremely high right now, Lucinda? 
Chit-chat, boy. <laughs> Busted out my bong as soon as we touched down in O'Hare. Wait, you were smoking a bong on the plane? Incidentally, if you ever want to move to the front of the line after the plane lands, that gets you off really quick. <laughs> so where are you now? Front of the though, man. Chicago still, I think. I can't remember where I put the bong, though. Lucinda, you do realize that marijuana hasn't been decriminalized in Illinois yet, right? It's still, they're still talking about it. It isn't? No, the governor still needs to sign the bill. So, I can, like, stop looking for the dispensary now? Yeah, that's, that's a safe bet. You're not going to find one of those. Damn. Alright, so what am I supposed to be doing again? Finding out what the people of Illinois think about the new law. Or the new pending law. Yeah, are you sure you wouldn't rather know what the people in Colorado think of it? You know what, Lucinda, don't even worry about it. Get yourself some Oreos and head back when you're sobered up. It'll be fine. Hey, I bet there's cognitive dissonance guys smoke. There's dudes around here somewhere. Thank you, Lucinda. And in Iowa's gay caucus news tonight, Iowa State Representative Greg Hartzell proposed an amendment to a piece of legislation last week that would require parental approval before students are exposed to any material on the subject of, quote, human growth and development. When asked by fellow Representative Chris Hall if he could give an example of the problem this would be solving, considering the existing laws already say that, Hartzell cited some controversy surrounding the anti-bullying event called the Iowa Governor's Conference on LGBTQ Youth, which turned out to be a bad move when he wasn't then able to identify what those letters mean. That was so fucking awesome. I I so wish that he had at least taken a guess, though, you know? Um... (laughs) Licentious, gross, <laughs> butt-thumping queens, that it? No the way you got queens? that fast through those <laughs> letters, I'm sorry. So, Mr. Hall clearly knew that Hartzell was an ignorant asshole and decided to fuck with him and make <laughs> him did. answer questions so everybody could hear him be stupid <laughs> out loud. After Hartzell cited the conference on LGBTQ youth, Hall asked him if that acronym stands for something. Hartzell answered, quote, I believe it does. But I think it varies from one group to the next. I don't know. Do what? you have the acronym? He asked him back. To which Hall responded, I do. I do know what that means. Followed by a much-needed lecture on the purpose of anti-bullying efforts, especially as they apply to marginalized groups of students that oh. are being bullied way too much. Okay, but wait. Now I have to go back. He said... I think it varies from one group to the next. <laughs> yeah, that was really his answer? How would that about? work? <laughs> Wait, he thinks, he thinks what? He thinks that people who want to join the group have to think of their own new thing for those particular five letters to stand for? It's regional. It's regional. <laughs> I don't even yeah. see what he thinks he means <laughs> right. there. It's crazy as hell. Those letters mean. And in Urdui Decimal System news tonight, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence finally got around to declassifying the list of books, magazines, and articles seized during the 2011 raid of Osama bin Laden's hideout in Abbottabad. I love saying that. Abbottabad. It's the first time in this entire show that I've had a chance to say Abbottabad, so I'm going to do it three times. While his reading list was variegated and extensive, a common theme of books about America sucking ass can be discerned. These selections ran the spectrum from serious critiques of American imperialism written by esteemed journalists all the way to the wackiest and Illuminati-based conspiracy (laughs) theory tripe you've ever seen. 
Should have considered a VCR and a copy of Navy SEALs. I'm just saying. Might have been useful. Might <laughs> That's have been useful. First time Terrible all movie, of those but... words have ever been <laughs> same sentence at the VCR, same time. Just so I can watch Navy SEALs. And in keeping with the levels of historical accuracy he seems to prefer, I believe. Among the list were several bizarre selections, including a nutrition guide for jujitsu practitioners and an extensive excerpt from the 2008 Guinness Book of World Records Children's Edition. <laughs> Why have they... But perhaps the most intriguing item recovered was an employment application for Al-Qaeda, which actually has a who to contact in case of martyrdom section that's been widely reported, though my favorite part (laughs) of the application reads, in Arabic, if you do not speak Arabic, please answer in the language you know. (laughs) And if you're completely illiterate and don't know any languages, skip to line 25. Right, right. Raise your hand. We'll come over and help you out. And finally tonight. In Quiver Full of Shit News, the TLC reality show 19 Kids and Counting has been taken off the air by the network after it was revealed that stars Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar helped cover up a molestation scandal involving their eldest son Josh and several underage girls, including his sisters. It's like their own cases. little Vatican. Awful. As a result, the 27-year-old perpetrator has resigned from his position as an anti-LGBT activist at the Family Research Council after finally learning that he had the meaning of their title all wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) not what it was different. It was totally different. No, yeah, they finally explained it to him. (laughs) But in in defense of the incestual pedophile bigot. If you molest three teenagers in that town, one of them is bound to be related. It's like it's a statistical inevitability if you're going to be out there molesting teenage girls anyway. The, the incest like part we should overlook. Two branches on the tree around here. So normally, this would just be a tragic example of a person with serious mental problems that needs treatment. And it would it's that, be it. yeah. Well, it is that, yes. But this particular family is famous for being the redneck Kardashians and – for using their public spotlight to spread bigoted messages about proper Christian sexuality. Exactly. So the media's obviously been having a field day with the hypocrisy involved in Us that. too, yeah. And although the Duggars still have the support of Mike Huckabee inexplicably, he <laughs> supports them still, it looks like Josh is going to need a new TV gig. Right, so we put our very own litter of inbred redneck swan to the task of coming up with our top five pedophile and incest-themed TV shows <laughs> for Josh Duggar's next project. Apparently that's what we write did. The, write these down, Josh. Number five, Big Brotherly Love. Little sisters learning about filial cream piety. Oh, wow. It's, it's going to get worse from here, isn't it? It's just, we're just going to go downhill from here, Probably just going to go downhill. You're right. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Number four, priest bound and down. It's all in the family ties. All right. Okay. So it would be like a Montel Williams meets to catch a predator kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, Swab the stain on the for. altar boy's vestment. You say, you are not the father or the, the reverend <laughs> or, or whatever appropriate to the religion. No, whatever makes sense. That, that yeah. could work. I like it. <laughs> At number three, they had polydactyls with the polydact dynasty. <laughs> now, would he fuck a duck in that one? Because as I understand it, they have really weird vaginas, ducks do. Do they? I guess that's what all the extra fingers are for. It makes sense. <laughs> At number two, in Breeding Rainbow, take a look. It's in the book. Of Genesis. Yeah. And a bunch of the other books, too. Yeah, all but over the place only the biblical Bible. if you're fucking your daughters, I think. So he can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> if it was his dad, that's a different thing. And finally, at number one, we've got an idea for a TLC spinoff, actually. 18 counts, no kidding. Seriously, that's the rules. That, sir, 
may be our finest pedophile incest joke today. <laughs> and that's no small feat. There's some competition there. <laughs> and that's going to do it for episode 17. Closing on a high note. Thanks to No Illusions and his tireless fight for truth, justice, and the European way. Such a comedy. Thanks to his lovely wife, Lucinda, for using illegal flavor-enhancing drugs to tolerate Chicago cuisine. <laughs> And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Ezra, Mike, Craig, Shane, and Ben whose genitals have enough mass and acceleration to perform mind tricks and levitate X-wings. If only they could learn to multiply. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more unsolicited dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Scathing Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to the chairman of the keyboard, Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. I mean, I don't want to say I'm disappointed on our listeners, but I expected more people to send in skeptocrat jokes, like patterned after the classic yeah, like aristocrat joke. Yeah, two-minute string of extremely offensive stuff that you could try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't want to record and one of those? I know, I know. It it's, it's crazy. It's like, it would be so much. It would be two minutes easier for us to write the show. What else are you doing?